Good morning. Welcome to the gathering of Recreate Church. So, are you getting in the Christmas spirit yet? Isn't it funny how the Lord seems to bring together one person who's just all about Christmas and also one Grinch? Are you the Grinch in your house? I am. Usually it's, it's not always the guy, but it usually is. I'm kind of the Grinch in our house, but the Grinch, my heart grew like a half a size last year. Maybe it'll grow a few more sizes this year. I did even talk, I said, you know, we could put out Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving, and Katie said, you mean you would go along with that? I said, yeah, why not? Why not? We um don't have ours out as long as some people, but we make up for it by taking our time and taking them down. You know, anybody else have that deal where you, you know, it's, it's up in January sometime. We have, uh, Alexis has a birthday on January the 8th, so we generally have to have our Christmas decorations down by then. If we didn't, they would probably stay up longer. I had a great uncle who put up his Christmas tree one year and then left it up for the next 12 years. Um, that's just the way he did. He was, let me tell you, he wasn't that holly or jolly. He just didn't want to fool with it. So believe it or not, it was the grinchiness in the man that made him keep his Christmas tree up all year. I know you're not a Grinch, so you're going to be into this uh, thing we got coming up. We have a cookie swap two Sundays from now. That math is right, isn't it? Two Sundays from now, December 18th. So the way this works, you bring four dozen cookies that are already baked, right? The same kind. Four dozen of the same kind of cookie. And then we'll do, do a cookie swap. So um, that sounds like fun, right? 3 p.m. December 18th. We've got uh, movie night coming up this Friday. The Nativity. Uh, one of two versions of The Nativity will be playing. Um, so come and be surprised. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's 6 p.m. Dinner. We won't be doing dinner, but we'll be doing like movie type snacks and stuff. Now, 6 o'clock is when we get here. Like at the movie theater don't expect the movie to start right at six o'clock so kind of like our church services if we started right at 10 we'd be missing a lot of people that we don't want to miss hey you want to know something cool pardon me i'm going to pull up my phone a minute because i need to read a message to you and he's going to hear this and get a kick out of it okay get this you know we record a, a podcast every week have you ever listened to our podcast you can uh you can download any kind of app where you stream audio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Apple Podcast, Podbean, anybody, anything. Or you could just Google it, Google Recreate Church Podcast, and you can get it. If you miss a Sunday or something, you can, uh, you can pick it up. I want to read to you the list of the countries that we know of that listen to our podcast in November. Okay? United States, that's a no-brainer. Mexico, the Dominican Republic, France... Germany, the United Kingdom, Honduras, Mongolia, Mongolia, shout out to Mongolia, what's up y'all, Trinidad and Tobago, Zambia, Australia, so there's that down, now we're just Antarctica is the only continent we haven't touched, Brazil, Colombia, Egypt, Guatemala, India, Japan, Martinique, which I think is somewhere in the Pacific, maybe. Or no, that may be Caribbean, sorry. My apologies to our listeners in Martinique. 
Also, Panama, Russia, Uganda, and two of them that were unknown. So, I'm assuming on this planet. There's a couple of unknowns. So, you know, I don't know who's listening. So, just understand that this, we go so much further than a little street corner in Hillsville. I mean, it's just wild to me. So, I say to God be the glory. Don't underestimate the impact that you're having when you participate in what we're doing here. Um, God bless the folks who gave out ornaments and stuff at the Christmas parade yesterday. That we're going we're gonna to make a bigger deal of that next year, I think, because that was so successful this year. So today we have a, I'm, I hesitate to call him a guest speaker because, I mean, it's not like he's, he's just family. He's an, one of the, one of, I, I'm so blessed. I got three guys I can call on really at short notice. Um, I got Duncan, who I could always call on to, to bring a message, Nick, who I can always call on, and Billy, who I can always call on. And today, it's Billy's turn. It's fun the way this message works. Um, I had thought he said he wanted to preach this part of the Mark series all along. So after church service last week, I'm talking to him, saying, man, I can't, I can't wait for next week, you know, for this message about, you know, the Jesus and the storm and all of that. And he's like, yeah, that's a good one. He's looking at me like, why are you mentioning this? I was like, because that's, that's the one you were going to do, right? He said, well, actually, it was the one in Mark chapter 10 that I was going to do. And uh, he said, but I could probably do that one. So I'm texting him on Monday. It's like, do you, you, are you in? Are you in or out? He's like, I'm in. And he, so he's in. He's going to bring the word of God today. But before that, he wants to share with us a brief video that somehow ties into the message, and I don't know how. I'm going to be surprised along with you. Please enjoy The Preacher and the Bear. Well, <laughs> I love that song. And there's a lot of different versions of that and by a lot of very famous singers. But none of them are like this. Because I can see this old man running around from that bear because he actually was a pastor and I'm, I'm sure it wasn't about him but i can i was just thinking about that maybe i can't see that old man because i was thinking if that happened to me well i don't know that i could run <laughs> so I, I i got this men my age sometimes act pretty doggone tough and mean well, let me just tell you, they're tough and mean acting because they can't run no more. <laughs> and they can't run from nobody, so they got to stand their ground and hope that nobody takes them up. You know, it's, you, they don't want to fight you. They, they want you to give them a little room. And so, because I don't run and I don't jump. You know, I just don't do that anymore. I just... Uh, and, and let me just tell you, you, I told you the secret about the old men. Don't mess with them. They'll shoot you. <laughs> and that's the whole thing. So anyway, talking about this old man and that song, and I got to thinking, you know, that's, he probably represents a lot of us. That how we deal with God, how our faith really looks. Because when the, when the bear grabs hold of you, now you got the faith. Now you're crying out to Jesus. And now you got all those things going on. And so 
that's how it kind of ties in. We're talking about faith now. And, and how casual we deal with life and faith. And, and how it's not that important until we get squeezed by the bear. And so today I want us to look at faith from a different perspective. We've gone, let me just tell you, all these parables that we've been reading, they've been all about faith. And even last week, you know, Michael was, the main thing was, you know, the faith is the size of a mustard seed. And so, you know, these disciples have been listening to these parables one after another. And so it comes to this point where at the end of that day, it said with many uh, similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. Now that's the setting They've been listening to preaching all day long and teaching of Jesus. And here it is, the end of the day, and Jesus sat down with them and explained it all so that they might hear the word and understand the word. And so what happened then? That's where the message starts. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we... Look to your word for understanding who you are and who we are in your sight. Lord, we realize even from this song that we're just, we're just folks that need a Jesus more than anything. Even though we think we don't, we really know that we need you. May we be people who have realized that and sought after you more than anything else. I pray that you would anoint your word, that you would use this man to speak truth, and Lord, that I might not get in the way of what you really have to say. I pray this in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. From um, Mark chapter 4, starting with verse 35. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let's go over to the other side. Leave the leaving the crowd behind, they, looked, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping in, on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified 
and ask each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Wow. Wow. Let me see. Jesus just got in the boat. Okay? Now, the thing is, we live in a society where where exaggeration and lies dominate almost all conversations for some reason. You can watch TV and the main mode of operation is to lie. And and there's never a truth to be heard. But let me just tell you, there's always a truth. And the truth goes right along with faith. Faith in the truth. And so when we look at this story, we look at somebody that has really struggled with a a group of men that are really struggling with knowing what the truth is. See, they thought when they got in that boat and the water started crashing over the bow of the boat and the boat was filling up and the winds was blowing and they were afraid and they realized that if things continued as they were, the boat would sink and they would drown. But see, that wasn't the truth. That wasn't the truth. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. Jesus is in the back of the boat. Jesus is in the back of the boat sleeping. Laying on his little cushion. Sound asleep. I don't understand that. I've been. I've experienced some of this. You know, I've always got a story. I remember when I was young, I went to the coast and we went fishing with Red Myers. Red Myers had a little 16-foot boat with two 50-horsepower engines on the back. And we went out and, and we were leaving the sound and going into the ocean. Well, it looked calm. Everything was calm. Got excited. I was, li- I was a little guy. But they let me sit on the bow of the boat up front because that was cool. I could sit up there. Back then, they had a windshield on the boat, and then the top deck, you know, there was nothing fancy about it. It was just for looks. I guess to stuff the life jackets underneath. But So I'm out there being real cool. We're going out across there, and all of a sudden, the wind picks up. Now we got waves. Now we got something that I, didn't, I had no concept of until this time when all of a sudden, the boat is going up in the front. I'm on the front now. The bow goes way up in the air. The boat drops, and then Billy drops. But then, it, and then, uh, <laughs> let me just tell you, I thought I was going to die. I'm in the storm, and, and of course, I had somebody that when I was up in the air, grabbed hold of me and slung me back over the windshield. He saved my life. And but I looked in the back of the boat, and there was my dad back where the engines are. It wasn't hardly moving. You know, he, he may have been asleep. But now let me just tell you, that was scary because all of a sudden the boat caught fire. The steering wheel where Red Myers was holding on to it and going over those crashes, it broke off. 
and now now we you can't turn around in the waves so you got to go be on the other side of the waves and we're out there and everybody's trying to he's trying to fix things because now it's calm out there and then uh, you know what he's saying well we'll have to go back across there and i'm i'm, I'm saying oh no <laughs> I, i've already had my fun for today and i was the, i was just a kid there but uh yes you can ride the waves in and it doesn't beat you to death like that so i mean but there's been other times in my life where i've been in storms it may have been water storms and it may have been other water crashing over the bow of the boat and then kayaking I, I told my story a while back and but yet there's other times when i've been in the kayak and you'd get the water splashing over you'd go off a ledge and all of a sudden whoosh, and it, that was fun most of the time but it's also terrifying terrifying fun so all of a sudden i understand these men in a situation where they thought they were going to die and they were looking at a lake I do have one more. My cousin, I had a cousin, Bill. He had a one of these boats called a Donzie. I don't know if any of y'all know it. Donzie's a good boat. They, they're they fast. And they, he had a big V8 engine in that thing back in the day, even. And we, he said, let's go get my boat. I want to bring it in because I need some work done on it. He lived out on an island on, on Lake St. Clair. Now, Lake St. Clair, we don't know that as one of the Great Lakes. But let me just tell you, it's a great lake. It's big. You don't see the other side. They got ships and ocean liners out there on that, on that Lake St. Clair. So he wants to come from the island over to the mainland, which is right there near Detroit, and to get his boat worked on. And so he says, Billy, you want to go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I want to ride in that bass boat, you know. And so... I, and it was nice. It was a nice boat. And so here we're out there on this water. Same thing. Big wind. Big waves. Ocean liner waves. Boom. I'm in the back of the boat. <laughs> yeah, I knew. I learned. I learned. He was up there in the front. He was fighting. He said, I can't believe you were so calm during all that. I said, I was in the back of the boat. He said, well, we about sank our boat. I said, I was in the back. <laughs> it wasn't too bad back there. But anyway, boats, one thing, life is a completely different thing. But maybe not. Maybe it's the same. Because every one of y'all been in those situations. And you may have thought you were going to die. And you didn't have any way out. And let me just tell you, if some of you may be where I've been before. And maybe life got too big. And I wanted to take my life. Because it was too big. It was bigger than I was. And I was afraid to live it. Huh. But let me just tell you. That's not the truth. That is not the truth. It's the lie. So as these men were in this boat and they were scared most of them had been around boats their whole life they understood wind and and storms and all this stuff but they look back there and jesus is asleep he's a sound asleep and they thought he should be excited and upset and worried like they were and he went back and said, don't you care if we drowned 
And Jesus stood up and spoke to the storm. And just told the storm to be still. And it did. See, the whole time that they were worried and trying to imagine what could be going on, they were looking at the lie, but the truth was in the back of the boat the whole time. The truth was in the back of the boat. That Jesus guy, he stood up and said, Peace, be still. Ooh, the truth was in the back of the boat. Because he said, we're going to the other side. They did not trust Jesus. They had just listened to his preaching, his teaching, and then they, he, they had been pulled aside and, and spoken to and taught in sincerity. Now, what, was the, what were they challenged now? They were challenged about their faith. The faith. There's the faith. It came in. Oh, we're going to have to figure out how this faith word turns into who we are. The faith. Faith. They're going to have to experience it. The storm was not by chance. Jesus was, it wasn't by chance that Jesus was in the back of the boat asleep. This is the first big lesson. This is where reality comes in. And they could not deal with it. They all they had is fear. Let me just tell you, the opposite of faith is fear. And let me just tell you, when I get scared, I have to realize that where is my faith? It's, it's somewhere else because I'm stuck in fear. I'm captivated by fear. I'm consumed by fear. And what I should be is consumed by faith, living in faith. Let me just tell you, maybe there's some people out here that are willing to die for Jesus. Is there someone out here that might want to walk with Jesus? Or are you just too scared? Are you scared? Are you too afraid to be a witness for Jesus? Are you too afraid of what people might say? Are you turning to other things other than Jesus Christ? For security. Let me just tell you. You live in a time now. Where if you're. Depending on that paycheck. <laughs> you might be believing on the lie. <laughs> and we're going to have to go back. To find out what the truth is. And it's only going to be in Jesus Christ. He said quiet be still. And it said things were completely calm. And he said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They said that kind of funny. But I thought, huh? He needs to put the Bible verse up there. I think it's right there. There we go. Okay. They were terrified, it said. They continue to be not terrified of the wind now. They are terrified of Jesus. Is that crazy? Was that the lie that they continued to believe? They said they were terrified. They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? 
Even the wind and the waves obey him. Who is this guy? Huh. Well, the truth was always in the back of the boat. But yet they were still afraid of the truth. They couldn't heap their faith on that man. They could not believe that a man could calm a storm. Which means they probably could not believe that God could calm the storm. Because we know Jesus, the truth of Jesus is he is the truth. And he is God. So now all of a sudden, I say, well, what's that got to do with me and these disciples? And I, and I thought about this preacher and the bear thing. I thought, that's how I live my life most of the time. I don't walk in faith. I don't walk and live in faith of Jesus Christ. Because if I believed, David and I were talking, if, if we believed everything that the Bible says, the powers that we have, the promises of Jesus Christ, we would be something a lot bigger than what we are right now. Because the truth is that Jesus wants what's best for us. He wants to lift us up. But he wants us to follow him. We have to stop and say, sin is not that important anymore. I want to follow Jesus. That's where faith comes in. Sin will consume you or faith in Jesus Christ will consume you. One of those two will consume you and they can't be in there together. They can't be in there together. We fall into believing the lie. You go outside those doors and there'll be a lot of people that will tell you that they don't believe in Jesus. And they'll think you're stupid for believing in Jesus Christ. The one who created the heavens and the earth and knew us before we were ever born... He's saying, they will tell you, no, that is a lie. But we know the truth because the truth is in the back of the boat. The truth is always there. And no matter what everybody else says, it does not make it the truth. Our faith has got to be in the truth. Our, Our seeking We have to seek out truth. We have to desire that more than anything else. Because as we desire truth, we desire Jesus Christ in our lives. And we don't have to fear anymore. Because it's a scary place out there. We were talking the other night and said, how do people do it without Jesus? They get beat up. They get... I'm talking about not physically beat up, but yes, maybe beat up. They, the world can beat you down and make you nothing. But yet we serve a God that wants to lift us up and make us everything. So what truth are we going to follow? The truth or the truth lie? A lot of people know a lot of things on this earth. If they only knew the truth. That should be our desire for ourselves and everybody that we meet. 
that we introduce them to the truth. We should want our kin people. We should want our friends. And we should want the guy walking down the road here to know Jesus Christ. And we should want that more than anything else. Let me just tell you. We don't have that much of a responsibility. Oh, we've got to pray for those people. We've got to be kind to people. We've got to love people. That's the truth. You're not going to wrestle somebody down and make them receive Jesus Christ. You can't do that. It's not your responsibility. That's Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit wrestles with men. What do we got to do? We just got to tell the truth. We just got to tell about the truth. We don't have to change people's minds. And we don't have to make them submit. We used to do that, you know. You'd put somebody's arm behind their back and you'd give, you give. And then you'd go, no, I don't give, I don't give. And, yeah, okay, okay, I give. You know, you don't have to do that to people. It's not your responsibility. It's only to point people to the truth. You can't make people do anything. But you can point people. There's the truth. Right there it is. Right there it is. Right there in the back of the boat. Look. Look. The truth. Faith. In a God that cares for you. And loves you more than anything else. I wrote a couple little notes. You may be willing to die for Christ, but are you willing to live for him? Can you rest in the storm? Can you believe that Jesus is all that he says he is? Do you just trust God? Huh. Do we just trust God and do we just trust the truth? I say these things because I struggle with those things. I'm not standing up here before you saying I'm I'm perfect. I don't I don't wait. I mean I wait until the bear gets a hold of me sometimes and squeezes me a little bit too tight before I cry out to Jesus. Instead of living in faith, walking in faith, I live in fear sometimes. I get scared. And in my life I've been scared. I like to think now that I'm not afraid of things. I don't know. Maybe it's just because my days are shortened. I just don't fear so much. When I, when I had my heart attack and when I was going to the hospital and when I was flying down to Winston uh, and, and all that, people asked me, were, were you not afraid? And I got to think. No, <laughs> there was not one time I was afraid. I don't know. Um, I might be crazy and I might be trusting in Jesus, you know, and maybe I'm just really excited about seeing Jesus and, and all that. But there was no ever any fear. And I, and I got to thinking about that later, you know, when people are asking. And I, I don't I didn't fear it. But I have feared. I have feared. I know that some of you in this room fear all the time. Your lives aren't what you thought they should be. But I'm just telling you, 
that no matter where your fear is, Jesus Christ, the truth, can deliver you. Jesus Christ can deliver you. And that's the truth. And the truth will set you free. Do we fear death? No. If God wants me to come home today, praise God, I get to see Him. I, got to, I, get, to, I get to rejoice at His feet. I get to, to, to be in the place that I've always wanted to be. At the feet of Jesus. Ah. If I, if I linger here, I hope I can say like Paul, you know, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. I'm going to live for Christ here. I'm going to live in faith. See, even from the beginning of my salvation, faith moved in. Not necessarily my faith, but the faith that God gave me. You know, we're saved by grace through faith. <sighs> through faith. We can hear faith, but until we have to live it, it's just words. These men right here on this boat, they understood it. They would come to know it even more and more. What it was. To trust and believe and have faith. Hmm. We talk about faith and making it active. What does it look like? In the book of James. In the book of James. Peter, James, James 1, one, chapter 1, verse 2, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance, Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God. Faith. Trials. Faith. These men here knew about it. I think a lot of you know it too. Why did God do this to me? Uh, that's that's pretty lame sometimes. You may most of the time put yourself in those bad situations. The old preacher did. He went out hunting on Sunday morning. <laughs> he put himself in a bad situation. And then he cried out, God help me. <laughs> uh, don't help that bear. Yeah. And so it's learning to understand and trust God in everything. Not just the big storms, but in just regular life. Having the faith that what we believe in is really truth and that God loves us and cares for us. He wants to take care of us. Folks, if, if, if I 
at any time can do this. I hope that I've done this in the past. I want to lift you up as a friend. I want to be kind to you because that's the way I'm going to show my faith. I'm going to try to live that out. But I want you to be the best that you can be too. I'm not going to beat you up. I can't beat nobody up anymore. But I I can use my tongue though. Because I'm still pretty good at sarcasm. But I don't want to beat anybody up. I want you to excel in Jesus Christ. I want you to excel in Jesus Christ. And that means that I want you to excel in life. But I want you to excel in death. I want those things for you. I want those things for me. I want those things. I don't want to be afraid anymore. I don't want to be afraid in the storms. But I don't want to be afraid of life. I want to understand being lifted up. By God that loves me. Who sent his only son. To this earth. To die for me. I take that very personally. (laughs) But he died for you too. That my sins might be forgiven. And that I might stand worthy in, in front of God. Because Jesus Christ took that away. And now I have that part of my life. And that's part of faith too. When I fall short, I can be forgiven of those things and stand worthy in the, at the base of the cross, at the, at the base of the throne of God. Because of my faith, I believe that God forgives me and loves me and wants what's best for me. He created me and he knows what's best for me, no matter what. I think I'm coming pretty close to stopping now. <laughs> there was a man who had a son that was throwing himself in the fire and was having a really hard time, but he came to Jesus and he said, I think you can heal him. I think you can take care of him. And and I remember that Jesus said, well, yeah, I can, basically is what he said. If you believe. And the man said, I believe, but Lord God, help my unbelief. I've been there. I pray that. I believe, but help my unbelief. And Jesus healed the boy. I think people in here right now, this day, need to be healed. I think you need to be healed from unbelief. And I think you need to understand faith. And live by faith. I believe that there's people in here that need this, this moment. Michael, you close this thing. Maybe you need to say, is there anybody here that needs that?
Thank you, Bailey. Thank you for the word. I think we do need to go to the Lord in prayer right now. And, and if you need to make that decision to trust in Jesus, let's just let's bow our heads right now and let's do some business with God. Whether you're here in this room right now or someone who's, who's listening somewhere around the world and you need to trust in Jesus and your heart has been moved and you know it's time, you can call upon his name. The word of God says when we, when we believe and we express our faith, we can be saved. So you can pray right now to the Lord. God, I'm sorry for my sin. I want to be saved. I want the new life that Jesus brings. I want to follow Jesus. Please forgive me. And please save me. And bring me into your family. Almighty God, I pray for all those who need to trust in you that they would do so that they would call upon the name of Jesus and be saved. And Lord, for folks who would, would say that they are saved, but they are struggling with so much fear and so much doubt, I pray that they'll call upon your holy name for faith, for clarity, for confidence in you, because you're the truth that keeps us anchored in the stormy sea. God, we lift it all to you and ask it, you would glorify your name in saving souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. If, uh, if you ever want to talk about uh, what it means to be saved, we are here, and we'll be glad to spend some time with you. All right, God bless you guys. Hopefully we'll see you Friday night for movie night. Take care.